Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and thank you again for joining us for another very jam-packed episode of our show. I am joined by my trusty co-podcasters, Jimin. Hello. And Danette. Hi. And how's everyone doing this week? I'm all right, I feel. I think I had a peanut butter and banana sandwich for dinner, which is probably weird. But No, that was like Elvis's favorite snack. Really? Apparently, he liked fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Oh, isn't that called like a fluffernutter when it's fried? Or am I? Oh, I don't I'm know. probably very wrong. I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> what goes on in Tennessee, but no offense to anybody from Tennessee. But yes, how's your day? Um, it's Monday. Not much else. Matt coming you. through with the ghetto audio. What? Is it? Is it really bad? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm messing with you. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was, was going to be very upset with my mic. But yeah, no, it's Monday again for some weird reason. But it is a sure week. And it's going to be Easter. It's going to be Good Friday coming up. So thanks. That's a holiday? Uh, yeah, that's a holiday. It's a national holiday here. Like you get um, it off? Oh my. Wow. You know, wow. Oh, you guys don't this get it off? This is a ghetto country. Well, I think... <laughs> I, well, people observe it. it like, but... Yeah, people observe it, but like you only get it if you observe it. It's kind of like Catholic people and Jewish people. They only get those like certain days if they can prove that they observe it or something. Oh, okay. That yeah. is very strange because people in the States love to talk about how much they love Jesus and God, but clearly they don't. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of it is like people in the States are more like Protestant than Catholic. So. Yeah, same with, well, like the Commonwealth too, right? Because the Church of England is like an Anglican church. It's not a Catholic, it's not a Catholic church. <laughs> but I guess my point is like we, they're not, we're naturally not going to get certain things that are more linked to Catholicism. Okay. That is very interesting. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, it is a, it is a three day weekend, not a four day because only if you live, no, only if you work for the government and you are in school, do you get the Monday off as well? Everybody else pretty much gets the Friday off and then the Sunday things are closed if they are open. So what kind of who yeah. country do you live in? <laughs> only time stores close, they might close for an hour on Christmas, but like stores <laughs> never close here. Well, okay. So like a little Canadian trivia for you guys. If you're from Toronto, everybody knows Eaton Center is basically opened every day except for Christmas. And I think Good Friday. I think those are the two holidays that they are closed for. They are open every single day of the year, which is not heard of. Like in like when I worked years and years ago at Yorkville, we were closed for Easter Sunday. We were closed for Good Friday. We were closed for Christmas. We were closed for Boxing. No, we were open for Boxing Day because it's a shopping day here. But yeah, I mean, when I worked for the banks, we got Remembrance Day off. I mean, they just throw holidays in here sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, then that sounds very if you fake. don't. If you don't celebrate Christmas, if you have your own religion, you get two extra days a year, like legally in Ontario to celebrate um, your holidays. So like you get the regular stuff that everybody else gets, but you also get your two religious holidays. I think that's the law. Maybe they might have changed it and added some days, but yeah. So Canada, yay. 
<laughs> but anyways, I was going in to talk about that because Jamaicans generally, Easter Rican is very big. You don't eat meat once when like that's a thing you don't do and you have something called bun and cheese which is like the best food you'll ever eat in your whole entire life it's a special spice bun that they call easter bun and this really this is this cheese that's not any other cheese i've ever seen in my whole entire life but it's a cheese it's expensive and it tastes amazing and i'm mostly excited for that <laughs> so you said it's jamaican yes. Yeah. So oh, I, I googled like, it. So it's like a. Uh, you know what it looks like? It almost looks like, like fruitcake with a thick slice of Velveeta. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I usually get the bun without those things in it because I don't really like the fruits in them. But let me tell you, all you eat for the whole, pretty much for Friday and the Saturday, sometimes the Sunday, depending on how religious you are, you just eat like fried fish and bun and cheese and sorrel. Thank you. <laughs> well. I'm very excited wow. for East. I'm very excited for Monday Tuesday. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> that's what's happening here in Canada, in Toronto specifically. But yeah, Ash, did you say how you were doing? No, you didn't. You asked I'm us doing, first. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm doing okay. Last week was a complete trash fire, but this week is a lot starting off a lot better. So yeah, got some job prospects in line, possibly. And some different stuff going on so yeah and oh you should you should trust in the jackson wang philosophy (laughs) basically just do everything that you can do with the time you have and something will stick that man has 40 (laughs) plus songs coming out this year okay he is the hardest working man it came up honestly You know what? I kind of like that philosophy because it gives you one, there's no room to be bored. Two, I feel like it gives you this, like something to look forward to, right? Like every day. And I think that's like the beautiful part about life is that there's like something to look forward to every day. Yeah. Okay. So I coined the term, the Jackson Wang philosophy. Okay. So if anybody wants to talk about it in the future, I created that. Okay. That's the philosophy (laughs) that I adopted in my life. After I became a GOT7 fan, and that's the philosophy that I've been sharing. Because just work. Just do the work. And you'll get some fruits of that labor, and you'll be able to celebrate it and have a good time. But always just keep trucking on. Can you coin someone else's name? (laughs) Is that legal? (laughs) Is Jackson Wang going to sue me? That means he either has to talk to me or Team Wang has to talk to me. And I can make do with that, okay? (laughs) The bar is on the floor. <laughs> hey, it's all a part of the Jackson Wang philosophy, okay? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> wow. Well, what have we been listening to this past week? You guys already know that I've just been listening to Two by Two and Shiny. I've been listening to Kind a lot because I did. Ha- I we uploaded that episode on Patreon. We did a album review for Don't Call Me. Feel free to check it out. We'll probably somehow put the link in the description. But yeah, we reviewed Don't Call Me the album on Patreon, and I likened the song Kind to uh, a heavenly experience let's say it that way and now I realize that every time I listen to it I I feel that way and it just it sends me to heaven and it's very well 
I don't die, but um, it's very a beautiful song for that reason. So, but yeah, it's mostly been shiny two by two Paramore. I was on Paramore binge the other day. A lot of that has to do with a conversation <laughs> around who taught Haley Williams how to crip walk, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, I was on a Paramore binge and I forgot some of the songs I really like from them. Like, I'm talking back when they were doing like Decode for the Twilight movie. So that was like, oh my God, that was like 2009 or something. So, but yeah. What about you guys, Ash? I've been listening to a lot of old school stuff, like 2000s. I watched that Britney Spears documentary that was on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. The New York Times did a documentary on her. People were like talking about it a few weeks ago, just about her conservatorship and things like that. And I started listening to some Britney Spears songs because <laughs> I grew up with Britney. So it was like, I remember her heyday and some little mix. And let's see, I did go into my YouTube K-pop account. And then I listened to, who's it that I listened to? Was it One Us? It's the boy group that has that. I didn't listen to it, but they have that doctor song. Was it doctor? Yeah. Um, the only I kind of remember who you're talking about. Who? What was it? I know what you're talking about because we did a review on. No, we when we watched a whole crap load of videos, it was on that list. Um, it's, yeah. it's not one of us. It's it does it maybe start no, with the my, have a song with Doctor in it? I don't think. Let me. Does it maybe start with what letter it started with? Uh it's like I, like I remember it so clearly, but also I cannot. It's so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things that's like at the edge of my mind. Oh, is it, it's Pentagon? I think it's Pentagon. Uh, Doctor, I think they do have us. Yep, yep. Because you like that song a lot. I remember. I didn't listen to Dr. BB, but I did listen to some Pentagon. Oh, okay. So. Oh, I started playing it by accident. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) See, with Ash, I feel like it takes you a while to get into K-pop songs. It does. Like, you'll hear it and you'll be like, eh, and then it'll come, like, maybe YouTube music or something will, like, play it. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that song. And then it's your favorite song. Because I feel like that's what happened with Shine. Yeah, it did happen with Shine, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I listen, it takes me, I hate that excuse. Listen to it a few times and you'll get it. But it does take me a while to get, there's very few songs that I listen to on first, like, blush and i'm like i love it it takes me a while to get into it i have to listen to all the like aspects of the song like the percussion and the beat and the melody and everything so yeah i get into songs right away sometimes and then sometimes it takes me a while to get into them like with shinies don't call me like the minute i heard it it was just like this is the song (laughs) This is the song. And it was the same with Kashina by Sunmi. I just remember being so excited when it dropped like something in the morning. And who else? I think God Seven when You Call My Name came out. I really did like that song. I just I listened to it like every day, but I just didn't really want to get into God Seven at the time. So I was like, yeah. But what have I been listening to? I've been listening to Shiny. 
I've been listening to GOT7. I listened to a lot of the new songs that came out, not really the albums. Like I haven't listened to IU's new album yet or the Super Junior album. I did listen to Burn the Floor from that album and I still really like that song. And what else? I've been listening to Gavin DeGraw. Like throwback to the CW era. Yeah. I'm listening to him because he's one of my favorite artists of all time. He's a really cool guy as well, too. The one time that I met him. And I've listened to some Marine in the Diamonds and some Kevin Garrett as well, too. And some like throwback RB, like Tony Braxton and Babyface and Whitney and Mary and things like that. It's just been sort of like mood music, I guess that I've been sort of listening to. But also the other day I listened to NSYNC because it was like the 20 something, 21st anniversary of No Strings Attached. And I was just like, holy crap, I'm old. But also I had to go back and listen to that album (laughs) and it is still like a fire album. So shout out to all the NSYNC fans in the world. But yeah, that is it. Okay, well, now that we've talked a little bit about ourselves, let's talk a little bit about the K-pop industry and take a look at what some of our comebacks and debuts are for this, well, for the rest of this month and I guess next month. And let's see, we have B.I., Doing a SoundCloud comeback with Midnight Blue. IU came back with Lilac. And is her full album called Lilac or she just came back with a full album? That full album is called Lilac. Okay. Sejong, formerly of IOI and Gugu Don, came out with Warning featuring Lil Boy. Park Bomb has a single coming out on the 31st called Do Re Mi Fa Sol. Wendy of Red Velvet is coming out with her debut EP on April 5th called Like Water. Astro is coming out with All Yours on April 5th. Stacy is coming out with Statum on April 8th. Kong Daniel is coming out with Yellow on April 13th. Day 6 is coming out with The Book of Us on April 19th. Baekhyun is coming out with Bambi, which is going to be his last comeback before his enlistment. Newest came out with, or will be coming out with, Romanticize on April the 19th. Itzy are coming out with Guess Who on April the 30th. And there are some big bang rumors due to... Daesung writing something on social media. Apparently, according to someone on Twitter, a VIP asked, shouldn't Big Bang come back soon? And Daesung replied, right now is the calm before the storm. So. Okay, well, too bad nobody asked for the storm. So, no, I'm just kidding. I like Newest. So, I'm, or did we decide if it was Newest or New East? So I am like excited for that. Kong Daniel, I'm interested in. Not I wouldn't say excited, that's a strong word, but I'm interested in. There's a lot going on with Day Six right now, like Day Six members that I feel like would impede my enjoyment of their music, to be honest. And I as far as Astro, I'm really interested in seeing what Astro does. I haven't really listened to their music, but I feel like a lot of people are Astro stands. And it just happened with the past three months. Do you guys feel that way? Astro stands have been popping up out of nowhere. 
Well, I think it's the Chaun Wu, right? Like effects. So who is it? Chat is it Chaun Wu? Oh, Chaun Wu. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, you. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. It wasn't oh. what how you said it. It was like oh. a technical thing. So oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait. Okay, but anyways, yeah, I think it's more of that effect because he had that drama True Beauty that came out at the end of last year, which really rose his popularity in Korea specifically. So I think that a lot of people have bandwagoned that in some ways and they're like, oh, so this is not just an idol group because they can actually sing and like Astro can actually sing. So it's, (laughs) and they're tall. So I think that it's easy to go from- yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're a tall group. Yeah, I mean, tell me twice. So I think that is really the reason that the I, the um, fans, the Astro fans, have grown. Most likely, though, they're still like Chan Wu fans, and he it's Chan. Yeah, so that's probably really the reason. But I am excited for it because I do like Astro. I like their music, and I have before Tribute came out. And honestly, all the people who like dramas don't like it. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of those hyped up dramas that are not that good, like Goblin. But anyways, yeah. So anything else, Jimmy? Wait, but is it isn't True Beauty? Isn't True Beauty based on a manhwa? Yeah, it is, but based on a webtoon. Yeah. Um, so it would always. For, for, I feel like it has a fan base for that reason. You know how I don't know what was that big, Hunger Games? They had a huge fan base already because it was a book. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe yeah. drama fans don't like it because it's basically it's literally just like a webtoon in visual live action format. No, I think it has to do with the fact that this idea of a person who's ugly who just like either manifest into a beautiful person or does it through makeup or plastic surgery. I think it's been done to death in the Korean like drama yeah. industry. Like it's not a new concept one, but it could also be a webtoon thing because I mean, I did not love alarm season two specifically. And that is also based on a webtoon. So maybe so I find that webtoons it's kind of a sidebar here, but webtoons and like manhwa, they just have been lacking for me in terms of delivering a good plot. They always deliver like beautiful animation, like beautiful, I shouldn't say animation, it's not animated, <laughs> beautiful illustrations. But plot wise, they kind of be, it, it's kind of thin. It's yeah. just like a very thin plot. And <laughs> so funny because I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and I was like, oh, do you read manhwa? He was like, no. He was like, I don't like, okay, this is not me saying it. This is him saying it, a Korean man. He's like, I don't like Korean animation. (laughs) And he's like, actually, he's actually an illustrator. That's what he does. And he's, I don't like Korean, like, wet dudes. He's, I only really, Pixar, DreamWorks, and like some Japanese animation, like Attack on Titan, stuff like that. So (laughs) I thought that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, maybe it is. I do feel like with a lot of the manhwas and things like that, they always have like really good ideas in the beginning, but they cannot. They never can. Yeah, they cannot execute. It gets really boring and thin and stuff like that during the middle specifically. And then it's you either drop it or you continue and you're unhappy with the ending or you're happy. Honestly, honestly, that's what happened with Love Alarm season one, like the actual show, because I was like, this is a really cute concept. This is kind of dope. But then like I quickly realized they didn't have enough story. Like I was like, this is not that that interesting to me anymore. (sighs) I don't even want to talk about season two. So let's skip it because... I have a rant that has been building in me for days about Love Alarm season two. It is so well, bad. 
like and, and, well but anyways <laughs> at least you can tell us at least you can tell us what comebacks you're excited for if any yes yes so in terms of the comebacks that are already like that should have just dropped lilac i haven't listened to the album i listened to the single it's city pop which i do love but i felt it was kind of boring i don't know i just didn't think that it was that interesting not to say that i did a bad job i just i just thought it was missing something like a spark i think and then into else who else bi's midnight blue is really gorgeous i know i called it a sound sound club comeback it is on the other platforms but he, I think he's like, <laughs> I was literally going to say, when I heard SoundCloud come back, I thought that sounded a little shady. Nothing's wrong with SoundCloud. We released our no. podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, but I just absolutely. thought that like calling it that was definitely like, I was like, okay. I think he's managing himself, right? So I don't think he has like a distributor. I don't, I haven't looked into it as much, right? So I just assume because he usually drops music on his SoundCloud that that's where he's dropping his music, right? So I did listen to it. It is actually gorgeous. It's so like, it's so melancholic and just heartfelt. And it's not so, it's not like a Girl, what is he saying? He's, he's rapping mostly, but there, I think there is some singing in, because it's a three song mini. Let me look this up because I love B.I. And I love me like a song that can make me feel emotions and yeah. whatnot. So I, my favorite song is actually Blossom from the Midnight Blue. It's called, and it has love streaming in parentheses. And the best thing about it is it's a donation project. So all of the proceeds goes to, I can't remember what organization, but he do, he's not making any money off of it, right? Let me see. Okay, so the actual album, so the actual, so when you say that all of those things about it, you're talking yeah. about the title track, Midnight Blue, right? Like you're not talking about the other... No, I'm talking about the whole EP, like the three songs. The whole thing has that feeling to it. Yeah, it is. It's emotional, like it's emotional sort of ballady, but not quite. And it's just really, I don't know. It's just really nice. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like light. And all of the songs go to, will be donated to a nonprofit world vision to support children in crisis against the globe. So you know, Aww. it's also a good deed. So yeah, I definitely say give it a listen just to see if you like it. I mean, you might not. And then let's see. I listened to Warning, that Si Jung song featuring Lil Boy. And first of all, that Lil Boy, he won, apparently, Show Me the Money 9 or something like that. But he sounded like G-Dragon. Like, when I was listening to the song, I was I had the music video playing, but I wasn't looking at it. And I thought she had featured GD in it because of the way he rapped. So, I mean, there's that. Let's see. I'm excited about Kane Daniels. I'm excited about Day 6. I'm excited about Baekhyun, my Bambi. Uh, New S or New East as well. And I mean, we know G-Dragon's coming back. So it's not like that much of a stretch to think that Big Bang would also not like be coming back after he wraps up whatever he's doing. So I think it's more about waiting to see what he drops. Because Richie has had comebacks from Icon, which kind of disappeared. It came in and disappeared really quickly. Like, oh, I, I mean, I have seen nobody talk about it, which is really sad. And then I think Sing Sung Won, I think is his, his name from Winner, also dropped his solo today. It's all right. It's cute. Uh, Sung Hoon, sorry. He dropped his solo today. And I mean, yeah. But outside of that, unless, oh, and Rose dropped her solo. Yes, on the ground. So, but outside of that, like, YG is kind of dry right now. So they definitely need that infusion of Big Bang. So we'll see 
I'm hoping they come back soon because GPM is coming back and Shinobu is coming back. So they should be coming back too. I'm excited. But yes, that is it. What is next? Okay. Well, now let's get some to some. Oh, Lord. I promise I'm not drunk. Let's get to <laughs> some news. And let's see. I don't know if either of you have heard of a group called NTX because I sure haven't, but it looks like they're making their debut. Sounds fake. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like Google, so that makes sense. Yeah, it looks like they're having their debut. And they recently released their photos for their debut concept, which is called Kiss the World. And to keep with that concept, I guess, each member is dressed up like they're from a different part of the world. And poor member Jisong, I guess, drew the short straw and got the continent of Africa. And so he gets to wear a daishiki and has a little drum there as for an accent. And he looks very thrilled to be wearing a daishiki. And then the other ones, they're wearing different outfits. One guy is dressed like Napoleon. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not really... I'm definitely not upset by the dashiki thing because I see that it's kind of part of this whole around the world thing. But he, I have to say, it's kind of like the way Asian Junkie put it is that he knows that these pictures are going to haunt him at some point. He um, is making like a certain kind of face in the picture. It's like, oh, um, I got to wear this dashiki. I, I, I actually had not heard about this and I kind of want to comment on it. That's uh, cool. Is it weird that I really don't feel a way about this? Like, nope. I think definitely I want to see what they end up doing with this. And the reason why is because I don't understand what kiss the world means. But I will say one thing that rubs me the wrong way is the hashtag on all, like one of the hashtags on all of these tweets says world costume. Okay. So that's quite troubling. If I had just seen the pictures on their own and you had told me, oh, they're, the whole thing is like they're sharing love from around the world or whatever, because they are dressed up in other traditional things that are not traditionally Korean. Sure, I guess. I mean, I don't know why a boxer will be considered traditional because it's not, but um, sure. I could kind of make a rationalization that's okay. Maybe this is a good thing that they're trying to do because honestly, I'm one of those people that I feel like not every single thing is cultural appropriation. Most of it is, especially in K-pop, 99% of it is. But I do think that there can be times where they're trying to genuinely appreciate something or genuinely, not even appreciate, but I think the better word is immerse themselves in something. Like people, for example, let's say you travel to Paris and you're like Canadian, I don't know. And maybe you try some traditional Parisian food. That doesn't make you like a bad person or anything. It just means you're trying to immerse yourself in the culture and learn more about it and be a part of it in a positive way. 
And I think that's possible. It, like I said, it's very rare that people do that with Black people. I don't know why they just choose Black cultures to make a mockery of. But And I also noticed that Black is always given one thing, but White is given all these different things. Like you have a kilt for the Scottish people and you have a cowboy costume for the American white people. And you like white can mean many things, but black can literally only mean one thing. And I think that's problematic. And like I said, the whole hashtag of having world costume is definitely rubbing me the wrong way. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I really can't. I don't think I can, but I don't really feel so strongly about this. I mean, as I have in the past about other instances of like cultural appropriation, because I just feel like I want to see and hear where they were trying to go with this. I think intention matters a little too, but that's probably, well, I I feel like I've never said this on on this show. So that, what do you think of this fake K-pop group (laughs) name (laughs) doing this? I actually think the whole thing's hilarious. I mean, they didn't even iron the dashiki. They just threw it on and gave him the cap and said, let's go. (laughs) And those pants, here's the thing. I don't like I don't think this is offensive. I think it's silly and I think it's definitely going to haunt all these boys in the future. But I don't like I don't look at it and think, oh, my God, he's appropriating any sort of culture. I don't think that because then you also have this dudes dressed as Napoleon with a sword and you have Aladdin with the lamp. And then you have some dude in a kilt, but also who has the soul flag on his hands. I don't know. I just think that it's. It's kind of silly. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. I think it is really silly. I mean, maybe it's a form of like noise marketing for this group, like doing something that's going to get people to pay attention to them. <laughs> Girl, you know? I think they thought they were going to get the same treatment as the, as McDonald's. You remember when <laughs> McDonald's put out that song where they were like, basically had George Floyd's murder playing in the background. I think they thought they were going to get that type of attention. And it's no... no. <laughs> I, like, mean, I, I feel like they just went to party city and they just said okay they what do you have minimum. there's this dude what's his name sorry hold on a hojin who is a cowboy and basically just has a vest with tassels and a hat and some fake guns i mean we know koreans love them some guns so i mean i, I guess that kind of fits there and then you have the russian guy i believe this he's Russian. He's wearing like a Russian or maybe like Ukrainian, definitely kind of Slavic looking outfit. They have Japanese, somebody, I believe they're supposed to be Japanese. I don't understand the boxer either. Is this, is is there like a country? A lot of movies (laughs) and they were like, is there a country? Each part of the world. I don't know. They watch Rocky. Oh, so Okay, so one of the outfits is the Jing Dynasty costume from Alibaba Express. Okay, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> nah, nah. Wait, AliExpress, I'm kind of dead at that. But what do you get when you mix 90% water? <laughs> what do you get when you mix 90% water with 10% water? <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I tell want you, you to this. say it <laughs> at the AliExpress. I just, okay. No, literally, a fan or somebody, I guess, who was maybe into the group had a picture of the guy in the Chinese Dynasty outfit, and then they had a picture of the outfit like on some white dude, and it and it said Alibaba, so Express. So I just assumed that's where they got all these costumes from. They didn't even get them from Party Most City. Likely. They got them from like AliExpress or Alibaba. I think they're owned by. 
Chinese, right? Both of them. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah, they are. They're owned by a billionaire. Huh? No, explain why some of them don't really keep with the theme. They're just kind of like, well, we need some costumes, so let's go. (laughs) Exactly. They probably were like, we we got the Asians, we got the Blacks, and we got the Whites. Who else do we need to get? (laughs) They're kind of just, oh, yes, Browns. I watched Aladdin the other day. Let's just do this. Because it's not even like a traditional outfit. They're literally dressed like Aladdin in the movie because it has a lamp. So I just, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I can't take it seriously. Do they know can't. genies aren't real? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot to unpack because these. the more I look at these costumes, the funnier they get. It's just it's just funny to me. No Honestly, effort was put into this. It's. I think it's probably like a form of noise marketing maybe to get the attention. But I, I don't think it's, there's any sort of ill will for sure. I don't think so. And I, I just, as you said, they're, well, the I guess it works because we're talking about it. Yeah, and the guys are going to be super embarrassed about this in four years if they last. Years. Yeah, that's actually ten is being extremely yes, um, and yes. it's nothing against. It's nothing saying that they are not going to be talented and won't last. It's just saying that like probability. If you look yeah, at the we're statistics, still, <laughs> we're still in the Rona era, so it's really hard for groups to promote. Right there now, are way too promote. many people in this group, though. There's like. I've, at first, I thought each of the photo sets was one guy, but it's like a different guy. Yeah, it's a different guy. There's a lot of people in this group. Yeah, um, they're gonna so. be spitting that six dollar check to you. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be in the same apartment as two by two. Okay, That's, hey, leave two by two out of this. The two by two slander. NTX is an up- upcoming ten member pre debut group under Victory Company. So I've never even heard of Victory Company. But they did drop a pre-debut single last year on August 28th. And so the oldest member, who is the leader, was born in 2001. So, I mean, there's that. The and the Makne is born in 2004. Oh, so they're like really tightly packed. It's only a three-year difference between the guys. 2004, what year is it today? 2021. Yes, 2021. Okay, so if I do that quick math real quick, I can deduce from the mathematics. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, technically 18, 18 in Korea, but you become an adult in Korea at 20. So, so, and also you become an adult at 20 too. So, yes. Yeah, he's a child. So, I mean, I'm not going to like, bully no kids i'll definitely bully the adults but i'm not gonna bully no kids and then also like sorry the stylists really do be like the stylists really do control a lot of things and i'm not trying to take any anything off of these these men and children but i like bts did a thing today and they were talking about how like they were it was like an interview and they were talking about how the stylists chose their clothes in the in that interview and i believe it because it was a hot mess and bts stylists always put them in something ugly but it just it kind of took me out of the moment for a second because i was like dang like even bts is getting you know what i mean they get assigned these ugly ratchet clothes i bet you if they had a choice between these boys had a choice between aliexpress and chanel they would take chanel they might even take fashion nova over aliexpress but the weird thing is i strongly do believe that big bang and like god seven dress themselves because they have no theme but yeah i do sometimes believe that like groups like big bang and like god seven dress themselves because one there's no cohesiveness in what they're wearing. Two, sometimes it looks like they just pulled it out of their closet and they didn't iron it. They didn't steam it. They just went on stage. Like not on stage. Like I met like 
for an interview or a span signing, things like that. Obviously, when they're like being interviewed, like people do dress them, I hope. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Like, maybe yeah. it's just it depends on what they're doing, right? I don't, Actually, think, no, I don't think they're being dressed at the airport, but like, yeah. No, Big Bang is definitely, Big Bang definitely chooses their own style. I, cause I think yeah, that's and I think seniority goal. plays yeah. into it. Like, I think exactly. a lot of that plays into it. Like, I think a lot of the stuff with when I mentioned that, I think just that's just how big it is. I think they're just really uh, kind of like authoritarian, yeah, controlling. And I think to to a, a lesser extent, SM is kind of like that as well because yeah. um, not and I'm and I'm start talk, talking specifically about clothes, but I am because um, just to kind of give an idea of what I mean, there was a time where like NCT whenever they did V lives they were getting literally directed by their managers on what to say, like behind the camera. And you could tell it was so obvious. And it was kind of like uncomfortable because they were like, there was this one video where one of the, the manager youngs, I'm assuming, he told 10, I guess, not to speak too much English or something like that. It was oh. very strange because I guess only... On that basically, I guess only Mark and Johnny are allowed to speak English at NCT when they're not like in America or whatever, which is strange because a lot of idols, I watched that Jackson Wang video. We are way off topic, but it's okay because there's not a lot of topics. That Jackson Wang video, I watched it and I noticed that he said that he has his phone in English. And I thought that was really interesting. Like a lot yeah, of idols who speak multiple languages, they their default is English. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) I have nothing else to say about (laughs) NTX, except for their name is, sounds very fake. They need a new name. (laughs) All right, what's next? Okay. Next up, Sujin from Silent G Idol has had several bullying allegations levied against her. And the most damning of these was recently by actress So Shane and she was basically made it began by making like cryptic like posts on Instagram basically implying that she had been bullied by Sujin and Cube was Cube basically was like, well, clarify your your stance if you're trying to say that she bullied you. So she did. And she basically said that when she was in school, she's always been in the entertainment industry since she was young. She went to school with Sujin and she would say insult her and say things like I wonder how she's a celebrity when she's not even that pretty she's a celebrity who's past her prime anyway no wonder she's an outcast basically just kind of emotionally like torment her and cause her to become very introverted and withdrawn because of that so now that we have this actress I can't say whether so Shanae is well known or not because I don't know of her, but she's still in active in the same in the entertainment industry and has which is different than a lot of these people that that come out for these bullying allegations are usually just are not celebrities are not industry people, and so this is definitely a different situation. I and it would be definitely be different if they start calling her a liar or or tried to imply that she was not being truthful. 
So I don't know what Cube is, is going to do. I mean, Selling Giallo is one of the few acts right now that they have that's making money. So I don't think that they want to ruin their chances of that. At the same time, I think the best thing for her to do would be to just simply say, I, I forgot who did it, but which idol was it that actually apologized and met with someone? <laughs> I was going to say that she should, they should have pulled an Irene from the very beginning and just acknowledged it and said that they were going to work on being a better person and that they're in reflection and could have yeah. ended it right there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the only thing you can do as opposed to just denying it because at this point, I, I don't think denying it will look good on anybody. So, well, what do you the guys thing think? is that like Shin Sue, like she is well respected in some ways because she's a child actress who is very popular as a child actress. So she's not, sorry, so Shine. She's. She's not as popular now that she's like getting older and things like that, but people still have fond memories of her. And the fact that she did acknowledge the fact that she didn't say it to my face, but like when you are passing by the same person every day and they have their shit talking to you, like that is mental abuse at the same time, right? I actually really like how she's handled the situation because she never came out before this and said anything. She was just like, the truth will tell itself. Those people who kind of pull post like passive aggressive bible quotes that's kind of how this is felt <laughs> you know so many interesting people <laughs> well, that's, that's, this is reminding me of and then i love that that sujin actually wrote a letter and says i and she pretty much demanded <laughs> that social a come out and say that she didn't bully her and tell the truth and then shouldn't say uh sorry so Shine was like Okay. And then she came out and she basically said, yeah, you are a bad person. And Cube has handled this whole thing so stupidly. Like they should have just went the Irene route because there's no way in hell that Irene was going to, was going to get anybody to believe that she wasn't a bully. So she just went the reflection route. And this is what Sujin should have done because as soon as I heard the bullying rumors, I thought they were true because she looks like the type to bully people like full offense. She does. So they should have just went like the Irene route and been like, oh, like she was young. She was stupid. She's going to take this time to reflect because that's not who she has become as a person. And she's so much better because like people literally have forgotten that Irene was like pulling stylist's hair as they were fixing her outfits and like having full on tantrums on set. Like people have literally forgotten that. And they could have put this in the, the rear view mirror if they had handled it better, but they didn't. And now, I mean, bullying is a criminal offense in Korea. So they should have definitely handled this a lot better. And it seems like they're trying to bully people. And the more that they try to bully the people who have come forward, more and more people seem to come forward. Because so for Soshine, like she is, she came forward because she got the courage from other people who would come for it. And I've seen other people, like another person specifically, who was like, I was going to keep quiet, but the way that this bitch is denying it, I have to say something. So I feel like the more that she denies it, or the more she, and even in her apology letter, I don't remember. I definitely did not do these things, but I don't remember anything else. Like, she should have just, be honest. Like, you're a celebrity, one. You know that, your past is always going to come out because people either either out of jealousy or either out of wanting some justice are going to come forward and say something. So 
if you know that there's a like an actual committee in that school that had to pull you and your bad breed friends in because you guys were like the school was it it's a ilgens like that's the thug the word for thug in korean <laughs> like how how are you gonna be out here to like after that's not a case i don't know like cube has cube is the master at mismanaging scandals i mean they lost a whole hyuna because they just don't know how to handle scandals and they lost B slash highlight. Like they, they purposely lose money because they don't know how to handle these things. I mean, YGE had a scandal like the other day with Jenny and G Dragon that no one's talking about anymore. And basically they told us like, it's not our business and it's not any of yours. So let's move on. And it's fine. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I mean, there's still a lot of bullying stuff going on with, I think Mingi from, is it Stray Kids? Or I think that it still has his scandal and then jisoo which has an added layer of like sexual mingi assault from straight from straight mingi mingi mingu i don't know are you go. talking about from is 17 is it from 17 mingu I, I did not know when that 17 really had scandals so i guess that's why i never really made the connection no, what, what are you saying <laughs> I, I maybe I just don't pay attention to seventeen enough. We've I don't know. I just that. no. It's not that. It's the fact oh. that you said five different groups. <laughs> Look, that's why. But that's why because I just never associate seventeen with scandals. Maybe their image has really got me believing in them. But oh, yes, sure, it is Mingyu. They definitely have that pure, innocent flower boy image. So yeah, right. So it is Mingyu from seventeen, and yeah, he still has his scandal. And then there is an a drama, I can't remember what it's called, but they literally recasted the lead guy, Jisoo, I think his name is, because of his scandal. And literally all the actors were like, we're not going to charge the company. We're just going to reshoot it all. So, I mean, the bullying scandals have definitely are continued, even though people are not talking about it as much. And there's a lot of rippling effects sort of all over the place. I still think it's like kind of hilarious that somebody tried to start a bullying scandal about Chu from luna because i don't know how they could ever make anybody believe that Chu was bullying anybody have you seen Chu? like even in an interview or just looked at her picture like no offense i don't think Chu could bully a fly much less an actual human being so i don't know if the bullying scandals are going to continue for the year We've, I feel like we've already hit our quota in bullying scandals in K-pop and the Korean entertainment industry, but it's only March. So there are a lot more things that could happen. But yeah. All right. On to the next story. This is a little more, a bit disturbing. So this is a situation where oh my girl Sunghee, her company WM Entertainment has been forced to pursue legal action against producer Tank for his continued obsessive re- harassment of Sunghee. And apparently they both attended Korea art school together and were in the same industry and Sungi had helped him after he contacted her about taking his own life, but he took advantage of her kindness and appealed to his own mental illness to attempt to pursue a romantic relationship with her. He even threatened her by saying he might take his own life again. 
And Sungi, even though Sungi took the time out of her busy schedule to help a senior who was suffering and kept in touch with him because she was worried about him, he started spreading false and preposterous information about her and exaggerated the truth on his social media and YouTube channel as soon as the cut off, as she cut off contact with him. WM Entertainment says the damage caused to our artist has been getting more severe after he also revealed the member's personal information. Uh... Tank has denied stalking Sunghee, as WM Entertainment has accused him of. He alleged that Sunghee was the one who had approached him first and confessed her love for him while sending him multiple videos and photographs of herself. Tank calls Sunghee a liar. Then Tank has said that he said, you cannot sue me. You totally lied about suing me and only ended up sending a certification of contents. It requested me to take down photos in which you were tagged in. If you want to make a criminal lawsuit of this, it will take you a year and a half. And that time your girl group's image will only become that of one that committed crimes. And then he says that he has health, mental health records, so she can't win a lawsuit. He says, you have told me too much. You have told me too much already you should leave the group now and go back to your hometown and open Dalkabi 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 business then maybe I'll let your team off you don't have much time left you can't sue me if you sue me you won't win I have three years of medical records for mental health therapy with me but basically WM has said that if he spreads further lies, continues to engage in his behavior and expands and reproduces his lies further, that they will take further legal action as that requires. So this seems like a kind of uh, scary, disturbing situation for Sunghee. I'm not that familiar with Tank, although his name sounds familiar, but it sounds like kind of a sad situation where she was just trying to kind of help him out and he got obsessed with her and is trying to kind of almost say that he's blackmailing her although I'm not clear as to whether he's just saying that he has pictures and things that she sent him or he's just making that up but you know any situation like that has got to be hard on someone that's just trying to work and and get on with things and you have someone that's starting to to kill themselves if you don't go to them or if you don't date them or that sort of thing. And it's unfair on her to have to deal with that. So the good thing is at least her company is backing her up and trying to support her during this time. What are your, would you guys have any thoughts about this story? So like in terms of this tank dude, he Seems like he's has definitely has the actions of somebody who has suicidal tendencies and definitely should seek a therapist and maybe be on medication because he he dropped a song where the image was basically her and I mean anybody could tell it was Sungi like anybody and then within a week he posted about her five times in three days on his Instagram with another video. And so, and it's not just that. So it's not just the diss track. Right. And it implied that she had previous interactions with male idols and just she was two faced when it came to her fans and he was spreading like obscene rumors. And then they had schoolmates who were like, yeah, so he did this to us. 
And one girl was like how when he had, he released an album, his track list spelled out this girl's name in the first column vertically. So he pretty much has a pattern and he's just escalating it, I guess, especially now that like, this victim is famous in, in her own way, I guess, in Korea. And he's getting more attention for it because she is famous. So he is able to escalate it into this level. I don't know. I feel like it's not just enough to sue this guy. He has to have a restraining order. There has to be some sort of block where he's not even allowed to say her name or like breathe in the northeast direction of her like i feel like this dude needs i think that he should be probably in a hospital somewhere to be quite honest especially if his go-to is just to say he's gonna commit suicide like what put this man in a place where he can be monitored because i mean the worst thing is either he hurts her or he hurts himself at this point right so i think it is probably in everybody's best interest if they if he is somewhere where he is monitored and he they are keeping an eye on him and he's not on social media and he can talk to people and maybe get medication if he needs it. Like I'm not a doctor, but I do feel like this needs to be taken care of a lot more seriously and harsher and a lot faster than it, it seems to be doing with WM just being like, Oh, let's sue this guy and take him to court and do all these things. Like, no, he should not even be on the street. If this is his behavior, like he is not just a harm for himself, but he's a harm to other people. So I think they definitely need to do more in this situation poor Sunghi like I mean I know that she has a bit of a problematic past as well but I don't think that anybody really deserves this so yeah hopefully that it's taken care of sooner than later okay well if there's nothing else then on to the next so and our next news piece J of day six had to apologize and announced that he would quit streaming on Twitch after he had to apologize following a controversial situation that came up over his use of the term sugar daddy and his actions surrounding it during a playthrough of the game Rust. So basically what happened was during a clip of Jay's live Twitch stream, he was hurt saying, this guy, he's my sugar daddy. Then a few seconds later, the day six member is heard just look away while he's making a sexual motion resembling oral, oral sex. Then after Wait, can that, you repeat that, yes, in the clip, Jay can be heard saying, this guy, he's my sugar daddy. Then a few seconds later, he can be heard saying, just look away while making a sexual motion resembling oral sex. And then after that, Korean Nezins shortly started freaking out, basically, especially about the term sugar daddy. So then Jay addressed it on the stream saying, honestly, it's for me, it's just something I did with my friends and maybe this is a culture difference, but I will refrain from commenting on it. I really do think this is a big cultural difference. Whenever I speak in English, the direct Korean translations have been made problematic numerous times. If you choose to mistranslate what I say and purposefully create problems from it, you might want to stop watching my streams for your own happiness. Then apparently people were even more upset because he did not get the give the typical i'm so sorry i will work harder next time so that's what he did 
in Korean, he wrote, I deeply apologize to those who are hurt by my actions. I will work harder to show a better version of myself. People were not satiated by that. So he wrote a longer apology in both Korean and English. And apparently there is a lot of issue over the mistranslation of what he was saying. Apparently when the term sugar daddy has more misogynistic connotations when translated directly to Korean, but then in a sense, it was still mis mistranslating what he, he was saying. And then there were people that were even going as far as inferring that it had something to do with the comfort women, which obviously has nothing to do with anything that he said at all, but that just kind of shows you how out of control the whole thing was. And the weird thing is that the mimicking oral sex thing wasn't even in Asian Junkies article. I don't see anything. I mean, I'm sure somebody was outraged, but it seems that the sugar daddy thing was more of an offense to people than the other thing that he was doing, which, I mean, I would just think that people would be more sensitive about that, but then I don't know anymore. It's kind of sad. I was reading some more about him just in general fans talking about how he's been kind of, seems like he's been kind of suffocated by being in the group and he's apparently put on Twitter. It almost feels like a joke at this point. I guess I'm just over trying. This was on March the 20th. What's the point of staying if it feels pointless? What good would it do if I left? I made a commitment to my team, to the company. I need to fulfill it. I expect to stay in day six for as long as I'm allowed to. It's my decision to stay. And for that, I love you guys. Then he... Then in another post there is something I, I don't know if this was his actual post or if it was a translation of what he said but apparently something that he said at some point it's not even about promotions i just can't release music period for the past five years i feel like all i've been doing is work i'm over it i don't feel like trying anymore i feel like there's no point i feel like what i do is never enough for them i feel like i'm ignorable no matter what i no matter what i do seems in insignificant but and then something else he wrote, getting beat down over and over, set everything up and get it tossed out the window. What's the point of sowing seeds when someone stops you from harvest? I've always been passionate about my work, but I'm finding myself unmotivated to the point I don't recognize myself anymore. Which is kind of off topic to the stream, but I guess in this point it was talking about in it all together, it, it kind of sucks that he has to kind of have to deal with all of this kind of stress and unfair kind of treatment from people. And he's already under mounds of stress just being in day six. And yeah, it just makes me feel kind of bad for him. What do you guys think? Okay. So I want to touch very specifically on like the problem like kind of at hand that was addressed in the article because I had to have you run that back for me because I was a little bit shocked, but not in a bad way. Actually, I thought it was very funny what he said and what he did. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Are you laughing at me? I'm just laughing in general because you said it was funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was funny to me. I mean, I yeah. thought it was it's it's the type of humor that I feel like a lot of maybe more like American or Western people kind of grew up with and saying like your friend is your sugar daddy. I mean, 
that's something that I would say. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me. And I do think that it's very interesting to say a situation where the mistranslation issue is actually the other way around. There's, there's always like the conversation of was there a mistranslation from Korean to English, but you never really see was there a mistranslation from English to Korean or maybe not a mistranslation, but maybe the connotations of certain words. And I think coming from like an English speaking perspective, right? Sugar daddy is in no way misogynistic. Like just saying it's in no way my, it doesn't even imply that like the baby is a girl. And I, which I think could be part of the issue that sugar daddy may imply, oh, girls only get with guys with money, gold digger. And I could see people making that logical leap, but in average everyday conversation, like anybody can have a sugar daddy and it's not like a gender specific thing. And tons of men have sugar daddies. <laughs> and it's just, I've never seen it as a misogynistic thing or a sexist thing ever in my life. And I would assume that most English speaking people would feel the same way. And I, I think the... I'm kind of shocked that they weren't more scandalized by the whole oral sex thing, simulating or doing emotion resembling oral sex. I mean, honestly, I'm personally not scandalized by that. And I don't think a lot of people would be, but I'm just more so shocked that Korean netizens aren't. But I think a lot of it too is because Korea right now is very much in its first wave of feminism in many ways. So there's like a lot of things that can be taken as slights. And there's probably definitely historical context to sugar daddies in in. South Korea that we just don't really know about just because we are not there and did not grow up in that system and, and that culture. So I'm not going to like completely be like, oh, the outrage is unjustified. But I am going to say this is one of those cases where I do wish that they would try to understand where he's coming from because Jay, let me do that quick research real quick. This is not going to be quick. Jay, his name is Jay Park. Funny. He's from, I don't know how long he lived in Argentina before. Going, let's see. Okay. So he was born in Buenos Aires, but he moved to Cerritos, California in early childhood and graduated from Cerritos High School. So he is basically American. Like his, what little bit of Argentinian he has is just very small, but he's very Americanized and very, not Americanized. He is American, right? He is American basically. And I wish they would try to understand him, try to understand that like in his culture, this is not a negative thing. This is not even something people even think about like that. You know what I mean? And I'm not, like I said, I'm trying to figure out the best way to address this just because I know I don't want to seem insensitive to like what Koreans are saying, but I am going to be like, well, for example, whenever we take things the wrong way that they do, we try to be understanding. If they say, oh no, this isn't racist. This is because in Korean history, the rich people had white skin. Obviously that is, we still have problems with that excuse, but I'm just trying to give an example of trying to hear somebody out, right? For their point of view and the culture they come from. They have to understand that this man comes from a totally different culture. And he seems to be, whenever I hear about things with day six, it's always him dealing with kind of this issue of being an idol. And I noticed when you went into some of the more personal things he was talking about, he was talking about, who am I anymore? I don't know who I am. It's because I think there's this, with a lot of idols who are not Korean, I think that they're probably is I'm not going to say that definitely is, but there probably is this moment that you have where you, you think, 
who really am I? Not just as an idol, like who you can't separate your idol life from your real life, but also who am I? Because I'm not Korean. I'm not Korean, but I am very much immersed in this culture and I am a huge part of this culture, even though I'm not Korean. So there can be this sort of identity crisis in a sense in that way. And I really empathize with that. And like Ash said, I really do feel sorry for him. I mean, I'm not sure if he's been problematic before. I'm be honest, I don't really know. I don't think he has been from what I've seen. And the whole sugar daddy thing is not problematic to me. And honestly, I think if you he I think if these netizens who were upset were to actually listen to him and understand where he was coming from and try to understand the culture he was coming from, I don't even think they would be as upset because it's clear. It's not like he said a word that had bad connotations in English and in Korean. Unlike, for example, when you have Koreans saying kamdungi and they're saying the N-word and they're saying words that have bad connotations in both languages because the N-word doesn't even exist in Korean. But if you say it, they still say it anyway. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where sugar daddy is like, in, in his native language, it doesn't have a negative meaning to it. So I definitely feel sorry for him. I don't think that, I mean, yeah, were his actions and words immature, quote unquote, sure. But it was a very non-harmful thing. Like, it's, it's not harmful, I, I don't think. It's not like this joke is going to hurt women everywhere. It's just not going to do that. But I'm really kind of curious to see what Nat thinks and if she has any thoughts on it, see if I can maybe bounce off some of her thoughts. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I really do Jay. He's always been one of my favorite members of Day6, mostly because he's always tried really hard to have a life and have an identity outside of the group. And it's not to say that he doesn't like the group or anything like that. It's just that, like, Jay, like, Jay is a singer-songwriter. Like, he was, like, on, I think, Korean Idol or something like that. And he was, like, one of the top um, contestants. Like, he made it, like, not almost to the end, I think, or something like that. So, the Idol life, even though Day6 is technically not... A traditional idol group like the idol life that they do live and i guess the way that they you know promote is very different from what he you know had initially wanted to do actually from what i can tell it's a difference if it's kind of like a different world from what most of the members of day six were wanting to do because they were actually some of them were actually training to be in god seven so it's actually really strange how that group kind of got together and they do have quite a bit of i think like him and young k are like Western Asians, not like Asia Asians in the same way, or maybe Young K went to school in Toronto. Maybe I'm mixing that up. But what I mean about that is that like day six itself, they've always come across as like really ambitious guys who want, who love music and want to make music. And they also want to have an identity outside of the group. And so they do pursue different things like songwriting. And Jay has always been like a very, very great for varieties and like hosting and things like that. I think he did like the after school club as well. And he has a podcast on Dive Radio with Alexa and, or Dive Studio, sorry, with, with Alexa. And he had his Twitch and he had a YouTube channel way back. I remember because he used to do videos with Big Matthew from Card and also one of the singers from The Rose. Like I used to watch his videos. Like they were always very entertaining and Jay always came across as like a genuine type of dude. In terms of what happened and what he said, I do think from my perspective as somebody who lives in the West, it's not a big deal. Like I 
seen and heard people say much worse when they play video games. It's like the culture of playing video games includes smack talk and just like innuendo and things like that. That's the culture of it. So like for me, this is a non-issue. I wonder if like in Korea, they don't really have words for like prostitutes. So like their only connection would be comfort women in the same sense. Like, is, is that like the same term? Like whether or not you do it willingly or not willingly, is it like the same word being used for that? The world's oldest religion or sorry, oldest occupation. Is that why? From my very limited like <laughs> knowledge of Korean, don't take me as some sort of Korean Bible, but I do. I did actually try to do some research on this a while ago. Don't ask why, but not the specifically word prostitute, but just like kind of derogatory words in Korean. And there actually really is like a word that basically is almost like hooker or like loose woman kind of word. And it's like uh, very specifically about women. And I don't think that's the same. I don't think to put it into context, I don't think sugar daddy would translate to that. I think it's literally just a transliteration of the English sugar daddy. It doesn't uh, have a Korean equivalent in that way. So I don't see how they would even get from one to the other, knowing what I know, right? Obviously consult yeah. your local Korean encyclopedia Korean. or something. But Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, I was trying to, as you said, like trying to see it from their perspective because I mean, it is a language barrier. So, I mean, there could be something that we don't get or understand because we don't have the context. So that's kind of like where I was seeing, trying to see it from. I mean, all around at the end of the day, it just sucks for Jay because this was a part of himself that he enjoyed and he got to do it with his friends, him and Bam Bam and Mark. They also did Twitch together and stuff like that. So this was like a fun endeavor that he could do on top of his day six stuff, even though day six hasn't had to come back in a while. I know they're coming back soon, but I mean, I feel like they've been unemployed for a while as well too, right? So it sucks. It, it literally just sucks. And Jay has already had a lot of mental health issues. Like last year, he had to take a break from day six because of that. So, I mean, I could see this maybe causing more internal issues, unfortunately. And with day six, and contracts coming up and things like that. Maybe that might be a problem in the future. I don't know. I hope that people calm down a bit because yeah, getting upset about the word sugar daddy versus making like blowjob sounds like, I feel like one should be more of the, of where the outrage is than the other. I would understand that a little bit more, but I don't because they're hung up on the word sugar daddy. Is it because of the, is it, was it his friend like a man? Was it like a homosexual sort of? connotation is that maybe why people are upset about but, it but like it specifically said in the article i didn't i haven't seen any actual comments from yeah. netizens but in the article yeah. it specifically said it was it was because it came off as misogynistic so i don't think uh, it was anything homophobic related to it though i would okay. not be shocked i'm gonna uh, to be yeah. honest with you i would not be shocked if that was part of it yeah because it's just i don't know i feel like we asked for a lot of of idols in a lot of cases and it's crazy how like the things that i feel we should expect from them like not being jerks and bullies and not being racist and, and appropriating cultures like that stuff nobody has a problem with and they just do it all willy-nilly but when it comes to things like a sugar daddy comment like that's where you're gonna draw the line and petition to get him kicked out the group or whatever like it's it kind of feels a bit ridiculous i'm sorry it does sound a bit ridiculous and maybe i am missing something in 
in context because I am not Korean. I don't understand the language and I don't understand the culture. But if you want American dollars, you need to accept some American things is all I got to say. Okay. Because it seems like you guys want to have your cake and eat it too. You want that Japanese money, but you don't want to deal with some of the issues between Japan and Korea. You want some Chinese money, but you don't want to deal with that relationship either. You want this American recognition and American dollars and to get Oscars and Grammys and shit, but you can't handle a sugar daddy comment. Something's not clicking here. Like you cannot want money specifically and accolades from countries and then sort of just be like, we don't want anything else from you. That's not how it works. There's always going to be an exchange. And it's crazy because by all accounts, like America is kind of running things in some ways. In, in especially militaristically wise, like in Korea. So I don't know, like it, it, this American Korean relationship, it seems like there's some miscommunication there. And you like, you, I feel like you need to get on track. You need to understand maybe American culture some more and not just the stuff that you see in the, the news and the TV and stuff like that. You need to understand that there are certain things in culture that are not a problem or a big deal. But like people, I feel like every friendship has had at least one conversation about being sugar daddies and things like that. That's normal over here. And it's not actually hurting anybody. I actually have friends yeah. where, I, where it's a playful joke to call each other like yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> It's like, just a I word to say. Some of the things that like you joke about with your friends are like really inappropriate to joke around about with a work colleague. But right, like, and I think it's places. also important to yeah. understand too. Obviously, things get different if it has like a connotation that is like attacking a group, a protected yeah. group of people, like a, a protected minority group or something like that. That's very different. I don't think I've ever done that with a friend ever. Actually, no. it's not about think. I've just never done that. If Let's say you have friends who are of a different sexuality or a different religion. or th- Those things don't really get touched. But if it's just like personality traits of your friend, that's very different. And I don't maybe it's just because we have an individualistic culture here. Maybe that's what absolutely, it is. Absolutely. And also, too, we don't like. I don't know. I feel like there's some really just the expectations of idols are a bit insane. And I think that they're the emphasis and the focus is always on the wrong thing. Like every, almost every single time that I see that somebody gets mad about something from an idol, it's not for things that they've rightfully done that are problematic. It's always for it's the weird shits. Yeah. Like it's taking weird anxiety shit. medication, stuff that is so not only socially acceptable, but also probably beneficial for them in some ways. Like when, who is it? Irene who had the feminist book. And she got trashed. Like, where? what kind of... I, I think that's, like, where my confusion comes from. It would be different yeah. if it was a true cultural barrier. But a lot of times, it's not really, like, it's... It, yeah, there's a cultural barrier, but it's, like, co- the parts of the culture they want to preserve are, like, the parts that are actively hurting people. Absolutely. And absolutely. every culture has that. It's not just Korean culture. I mean, I, uh, no, don't know, there's a lot of Americans who want to preserve, I get it, the right to bear arms, but like also gun control. So, but in Korean culture, it may be something like how they view dating and how they view idols and how they view mental health and things like that. And it can yeah. be very harmful. And, and I think not even... 
I, I think that also knowing that Jay does have a lot of a long history that's very public about yeah. his mental health. I, I don't know. You would think that people would like people always talk about you see netizens talk about all the time. Oh, they these bullies, they're going to they're always bullying these idols and causing them to have these bad outcomes. But it's you're bullying, too. It's just the difference yeah. is you're bullying them for something that you believe in instead of something that you don't believe in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think you hit it on the nail with the preservation of certain things, right? And expecting people to bow to it, especially when you talk about cultural exchange and imports and exports. You can't expect to just export something here and we're supposed to fall in line in what you believe in, right? That's just not how it's going to work. If we want to support something, we support it because it falls into within our moral codes as well, right? And I think we're going to see a lot more of that, especially with the, everything that's going on in China, with the people sort of like celebrities and stuff like that leaving companies because of their comments about, shoot, what is it? The... Did you hear about that stuff? Like with H&M and Burberry? Okay, so basically... getting another topic. So, sorry, Jingjiang, right? Is, let's see... Oh, shoot, it has escalated. I didn't realize it was as bad. Okay. (laughs) So the other day, the Chinese media, CCP, they had called out H&M for comments. H&M had probably put out out a tweet saying that they do not get cotton from Jingjiang which has a Muslim minorities of, of people called e Uyghurs. I, I hope I pronounced that properly. And so they were saying basically like they don't get cotton from this. No, Uyghurs. Uyghurs, Uyghurs. The okay, Uyghurs, Uyghurs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they don't get cotton from this area because of the human rights rumors, quote unquote, that are going around about the living conditions of these people and how China is pretty much trying to force them to not be Muslim and assimilate and things like that. So... After that, Victoria left, Victoria, formerly of FX, who's a Chinese native, she did end her contract with H&M because they, they did not clarify that this was not actually happening in, in, to the Uyghurs. It, it was more like, they were pretty much just like, we don't get cotton from that area instead of that's not happening in this area. So that led to apparently like a boycott on social media, CCP has been erasing H&M from like search results and things like that in China. And then there was a lockout of, of the stores by Chinese landlords as well too. And then I did notice that Burberry was also under fire. Like a lot of different, like huge companies are under fire now for comments about the human rights issues with the Uyghurs and China sort of flexing its financial might in a lot of ways. And so I fully expect people to, in this case, because China has money, <laughs> not to say Korea doesn't have money, but I mean, Korea does not have the money that China has so or the population. So I do feel like a lot of companies are going to bow down to China, like the NBA did over the Hong Kong protests. And, but I don't think that like people in Korea can expect this. Like they can't expect for, you know, us to assimilate to them because what they want is from us in a, in Whereas in this, the Chinese situation, everybody wants that money in China. Godzilla made like $80 million, okay, in China alone in the first weekend. I mean, that that is a lot of money <laughs> to be had. Marvel bends over backwards to make sure that their movies are Chinese friendly so that they can make that money out there. I mean, I just, I feel like Koreans need to, to calm down a little bit on this one because i do feel based on what we know 
it doesn't seem like Jay did anything bad and they should apologize to him. I honestly believe they should apologize to him and they need, because he didn't do really anything wrong. I mean, it was immature. Yeah. I think that there's something to be said about being careful as an idol about what you say and things that you do. But I, I do feel like with Twitch and with being a gamer, like that is a very different world. And I think that instead of him toning himself down for his fans should just learn to sort of be okay with Jay, the gamer, when he's with his friends versus Jay when he's on stage and Jay when he's in a press conference. I feel like they should be the ones to do the work if they like him, if, if they love him or like him as much as they say they do. But yeah, I think it really does, like at the end of the day, like the only loser here is Jay, unfortunately. And so hopefully like with their comeback that's coming out that they'll have stuff to do before they go back into the JYPE basement. But that's all I had to say about that. It was a lot. I apologize. No problem. It was a good discussion. Okay. Well, boy group T.O. or two maybe it's two, I don't know how they say it, has now changed their name to TO1, or I like to say 2-1. Huh? Is that very creative of them? Oh, they said that their new greeting phrase is together as one. They announced their name change at their performance at KCON TACT 3. KCON, oh! Yeah, the KCON. KCON actually happened, I guess, over the weekend. Yeah, Mm. I didn't even realize it was going on. Okay, KCON Tact 3 on March 28th. Their name, former name, T.O., stood for Tin Oriented Orchestra. The new name is their new greeting phrase, explains, means to be together as one. They are a Tin member, well, yeah, a 10-member boy group formed through the Mnet reality show World Class. Their most recent comeback plans were delayed due to a dispute between the two agencies in charge of their management, which has now been resolved. Any fans of 2-1? No, like but I was going to, well, I, I shouldn't say no, but I, I actually was going to ask, what did they do wrong? <laughs> For them to change their name, they had to have done something problematic, but I guess that's not the case. So that's the only real thought that I had about this. Other than that, congratulations on the new baby. That's it. I just, I thought it was actually kind of interesting because everybody on the internet was talking about the name change and how weird it was, but nobody was really talking about the management issue, which was like that they were being jointly managed by CJ and E. CJ in EM or something like that and then in another company and then CJ was just like so yeah we're not going to take any responsibility for these guys anywhere and so it was so weird that wasn't really the discussion yeah that wasn't the discussion it was the name so So they did do something wrong they weren't making money yeah yeah well there's that but I mean the companies were pretty much just like uh we I think there's a longer thing from CJ who was just like, oh, well, NCH Entertainment wanted favorable rights and they wanted to be, they wanted to make money from this group forever. And CJ ENM was like, nah, like we actually, these are our guys. We've already signed them. So you guys are just helping out for now, but we 
can have the freedom to change it. Right. And so they basically were just doing this tug of war behind the scenes. And these guys were just like, okay, can we work? But thankfully, because they are assigned to CJ E&M, and that's like, a still a huge deal in Korea. They were able to be on KCON and things like that. And yeah, so it's T O one. Is it, is I think how they, yeah. T O one is how they pronounce it. But I think 20, 21, it kind of always comes to mind now when I see this group. Yeah, good luck to them and in their re-debut. Okay, good luck to them. Well, news to me, NCT Dream no longer has the graduation system, so it has been confirmed that Mark will be joining the group's April comeback. So I'm assuming that they as they will no longer be graduating, that they are going to have a more mature concept as a group? Or are they going to just keep adding like younger boys to the group? Like what exactly are they doing with NCT Dream? I mean, your guess is is as good as mine. I have no clue. If this is indeed the case that they are going to be re-adding Mark, that is very strange. I don't know what SM is doing. It's a good thing. I think some of their best music was with Mark. I think some of their more questionable music was without Mark. And obviously that's not a Mark thing just because of the fact that like Mark doesn't produce and write the songs and pick the songs. But I just found found that they wrote better music for NCT Dream when Mark was in the group. That being said, it's kind of strange though, because Dream always is going to have the the sort of childish kind of concept to me. Like even their name Dream just kind of like evokes chewing gum in many ways and so it's just going to be so hard to divorce them from that and having mark back in there if you have the fully grown man with these kids well okay i guess they're not kids anymore but you just have these fully grown men i don't know it's just i kind of wish they kept the graduation system but like graduated entire groups if that makes sense like instead of graduating one member at a time I don't know. My idea is also stupid, but like, it's just, I guess the reason why I'm saying it that way is just because so many people got attached to dreams bond over everything. So instead of it being like, Oh, we like this particular dream member. It was, we like the way Jemin is always beating Hechan, like, and the way Mark is like a young like figure with the youngers, but when he gets with one two seven, he he becomes more his like maknae mode. So I, I think that people got attached to the bonds that they had in Dream, and I don't think SM anticipated that. But SM seems to not anticipate a lot of stuff, to be honest, and it somehow works out every time. I don't know. Now, what do you think, or do you think about this? Uh- I don't really think about it because I've never really been into Dream. I'm happy to see that my boy Mark Lee stays employed. I mean, I feel like they dropped the whole graduation system just to keep Mark Lee. And I feel like his power needs to be recognized more because there is a power there. But outside of that, I don't really, I kind of understand what you mean about the whole graduating the class kind of thing. Like when the boys themselves become men, they graduate into NCT regular like you or 127 or whatever i guess whatever however that happens and then you just reintroduce younger guys like menudo like that's kind of like how yeah, it graduate them together and then bring in a new class and have them do like dream should specifically just be a brand for kitty concepts 
And then that way too, they would never have to debut like a, a regular four or five member group because you know that every three or four years when these guys go from like 17 to 21 or whatever, like on the math side, right? You can graduate them into more mature concepts and then you just start fresh with your rookie. Like your yeah, rookie. Yeah, if you think about it, it w- it's almost like having a minor league for K-pop because in sports Absolutely. you have a minor league and a professional. So it's what it's like. It's like debuting, but like dipping your toes into the water and because most of these guys are going to be kids it seems like each year trainees are becoming younger and younger debuting the people debuting are becoming younger and younger instead of just putting them in a full-fledged group where they're traveling around the world and they are expected to be responsible and make adult decisions you put them in dream and maybe they stay local like maybe they stay in yeah. Seoul or Busan and maybe hit up like some of the bigger cities around Korea, but they stay local and they just kind of dip their toes into being a pop star. I yeah. kind of like and then that. That readies them because you, you don't really expect much from, as you said, it's like a, a rookie league, like a minor league in baseball. Like you you sort of just use this as the, the testing ground, not just even for the idol in the future with the company, but for the idol to test out if they like this, if this is what they want to do. Exactly. Maybe after they graduate, they want to go into acting. Maybe after they graduate, they just want to be a singer. Yeah. Like they want to be a singer-songwriter. There's so many ways that this could work. And then, as I said, SME would never have to debut another boy group again because literally every two to three years or four years or whatever, they would just like reintroduce Dream with the new guys. And that would be like yeah. the perfect system. And I feel like that's where Lee Suman has always wanted to go, like with the whole Monudo kind of thing too. But like this now is kind of weird because I mean, they have kitty music. Like Mark is about... <laughs> you know, Kobachi made a joke a couple of weeks ago on To Do and they were like, can you imagine us like singing crown when we're 40 no the question is can you imagine dream singing chewing gum when they're 40 that's the real question and you know what i have to say this real quick just in case to protect us legally if anybody from entertainment is listening or any entertainment company anything that we say is proprietary and confidential please do not steal our ideas uh if we found out you losing using ideas we will take you to court that's it absolutely absolutely (laughs) it's kind of crazy i don't know i just don't think it's a smart plan but you know as you said like a lot of things that sme does we don't think it's a smart plan like dropping resonance and it somehow works (laughs) it makes sense (laughs) i love how it only worked for you no i'm kidding they sold like a million albums from resonance so it clearly worked yeah, so obviously, like it does end, end up working in their favor because they have loyal company stands and things. So I want to love NCT again. Come out with good music, please. Yeah, yeah I'm literally I mean, begging Mark. for NCT to come out with good music. I want to love them so bad. Well, I mean, with Taman hinting at his enlistment and Becky on going, I mean, Super M is going to be like not a thing for a while, and EXO's still they have members in the army outside the army whatever so i feel like really it falls onto their shoulders nct's shoulders anyways at this point because super junior is more like they have their own company now like it's under sm but it's like their brand yeah yeah so and they're not really making the waves that they used to like the young cats are so it's yeah i don't know like sme will really literally only have nct as like an active group or groups at that point. Uh, So maybe that's, well, I mean, boy groups. I mean, because in girl groups, they have Red Velvet and they do have, there's rumors of an SNNC comeback and stuff like that. No, I'm kidding. 
Well, Wendy's going to have a solo. So, I mean, they're gearing up for something. Hey, I find that once SM, I can't say that about SM, but a lot of, with a lot of companies, once idols start doing solos, it's like a sign of the times. But SM, actually, if you think, now that I think about it, it's not really like that with SM. No, I just mean, go solo and then come right back to the group. So, I'm yeah, the group, as, as long as everybody likes each other, the groups can stay intact for very long times. So, yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, happy for work. Happy. I just want to say that I'm happy for work. (laughs) Okay. For this next part, Jimin, I believe, you might need to give some backstory on it because I'm not overly familiar with it. But this is about a content creator named Keemstar. You know what? I'm um, not overly familiar with it either. If y'all want to take it off, we can. I just, well, I, I just knew it know. was huge news. It was huge news over the weekend. I do know what this is about. So okay. basically, Keemstar did a video. Like he, he, ha- he's was rapping in it for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> so he had a rap part and with someone called void and basically in in the music video for it they showed scenes from jongyeon's funeral and they had he had a line saying i wonder why lately men they all committing suicide and it also ridicules ridic- sorry, ridicules k-pop as a genre for little girls and old men to get excited about concluding with the line little girls old men guess they got a new kink so yeah, it's so, it's not even like that. It's just in poor taste. It's like in the lowest layer of hell, basically. That's what this whole thing is. Because why would you include pictures of from his funeral? Like that was the one part. I mean, if you want to make a comment about suicide rate and K-pop and things like, like that's a comment, that's a discussion. But to actually have pictures from his funeral of the guys like holding his coffin and stuff like that is very triggering for a lot of people. And that is just like in really poor taste. And I mean, he's a YouTuber, so I'm not surprised. And also he's had a lot of controversies where he has used the N word many times saying that he's justified because he's 9% black. He has been accused of body shaming people. He's been apparently somebody, a, a YouTuber who had been diagnosed with terminal cancer posted a tweet, I guess. And he had posted a tweet directed at that person saying, he couldn't wait to report on the death he has been found and been accused of egging on people to commit suicide so i mean this guy is definitely just a piece of shit like guhara's ex who's also a piece of shit and i hope he gets hit by a car but that's for another day okay this guy is just a total piece of shit and he's just some totally in entitled white dude on youtube for some weird reason that seems to be like just something that we have been sort of attacked with in the era of youtube just entitled piece of shit white men and so i don't know like i just feel like all the hate he got all the comments that he got of criticism he got was justified he tried to say he was trying to make a comment about like on on the negative side about k-pop and he's trying to bring awareness to it but based on his past he doesn't want to bring awareness to things like mental health he seems like he doesn't give a shit about it anybody but himself so i hope that i hope honestly that there's a case here 
<laughs> I don't know anything about the legal system enough to say that there's a case here, but I do want someone to sue him. I think that he should be punished. I think that he, he definitely deserves to get beat up for this. I'm sorry. Like, I am totally disgusted about this whole situation. Probably want to take that part out, actually. We don't want to egg on any violence towards this guy, even though he deserves it. But I will say <laughs> that Keemstar is a piece of shit and that... I hope that there are some is some sort of legal recourse that people have against what he's done because it's not just in poor taste, it's offensive. It's he's offensive. And yeah, that's what I wanted to say about that. What do you guys have to say about the situation? Oh, and he's, he's a Trump gross. supporter. He's gross. I hope he gets sued to the high heavens. I, I don't want to even talk about the actual content of what he did just because of the fact that he's just so gross um, and disgusting. And I honestly think everything that comes out of his content, like it's just derivative, reductive, negative, repetitive, boring, nothing new, nothing different, always the same, never change. And it's just it's at the point where it's just like outrage content at this point i truly think he knows what he's doing and i kind of want to just bleep his name out of the episode because i think he just he knows what he's doing and he knows people will talk about it and that's really why he does the things he does other than that like everything that nat said is on point i think that people like this are just i don't even understand how you can wake up in the morning and just be okay with being like that i don't understand but then again i don't live my life to alienate other people to hurt other people for clout and relevance so yeah ash do you have anything to say about this now that you know what's going on no other than that really summed it up fairly well about whether or not these people have a case against him i mean using the funeral footage isn't that like illegal on some level I mean, because it's like not his. I feel like it has to be. I feel like it has to have some sort of. There has to. I have a hard time believing if the because I don't think John Ken's funeral was public. I think like they have a paparazzi there where who were taking pictures of idols going to the wake and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I don't think the actual ceremony or anything like that or whatever. I don't know exactly what they do in South Korea, but I don't think viewing the body or anything like that. I don't think you could actually go in there. But even even to the footage of just like the outside of like idols walking in and stuff like that and maybe even like carrying his casket and things like that. I think a lot of that is still going to be in the hands of a dispatch or whoever has the the video. It's even if it's not SM, it's one of those paparazzi companies. So or media companies, I should call them. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Shadows well, get on that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure <laughs> get on that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they already are. We've seen people get way bigger, like, get into, like, way bigger messes over less. So, I'm sure he will be facing some very unpleasant scenarios sometime soon. All right. Anything else you guys want to bring up or talk about? Any loose ends? Anything? I just want to say, Mark, be careful on Twitch because clearly it's hard out here in these streets for um, American Twitchers who are also K-pop idols. So just be careful. Let's say, Jay, we fully support you. 
Yeah. As of right now. I mean, don't do anything problematic. But we (laughs) we fully support what you're out here doing. We love your content. We think you belong in day six. We enjoy day six. And don't people always say don't let the haters get you down. And it's like super cliche. (laughs) But like Yeah, but also too like it's his fans that are the haters. So it's kind of hard. Yeah. Like like, haters like keep you down. I know. I you know how bad I want to say that, but I do want to say don't I, I always think that there's something important about sticking to your guns and, and being yourself no matter what, as long as yourself isn't trash, <laughs> which we don't think you're trash, right? We really, I, I don't know. I'm just like a really big on people. If they have something that makes them who they are, just keep doing yeah. that because you shouldn't allow people to take away your happiness and that, well, not that you shouldn't allow, but people shouldn't be allowed to. Right. Absolutely. There's a difference there. It's not like you can really control how you react to things. But I think it's important that we learn how to cope and that people maybe we can one day make people understand our side of things. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's important. So that's such a weird way to say that. This podcast fully supports Jay Park Jay. (laughs) We support Jay. Yeah, we can't call you. I hate that. We can't you, call him Jay Park. We can't I, I hate that the, there's a, a Jay Park who like makes all Jay Parks look bad. But and I think you know their name is the same that? name, right? Well, aren't they both Jay Bomb? Also, who also is a Jay Bomb? JB from. But he's not he's, Jay Bomb Park. M. No, he, no, he's not Park. He's he's M. But that name is a lot more popular than I thought it was. <laughs> Honestly, Jay Bomb and Key Bomb. Are two names I hear a lot, like from like people who I meet who are like Korean average everyday life. Those are like really common for some reason. But yeah, so that what else was I gonna say? I I wanted to shout out real quick. Shout outs to Jungkook. I know I haven't shouted out Jungkook in a while, but I care. I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw well, I saw something earlier that was actually kind of funny and kind of sweet, and I thought it was pretty cool. Anti shout outs to all of day six stands who are coming for jay we can't stand y'all and then shout outs to there was another idol i was going to shout out who was going to be shout outs to bomb you from two by two he's just kind of adorable i think he's just he's like a taman to me like they, they're they very similar people that they just say things that are unintentionally funny like all the time and i love that and shout outs to Taemin. like what a baby we love you yeah thank you for being you Taemin. Basically. Literally existing is enough. So shout outs to GOT7, always. Shout out specifically to Bam Bam's Balenciaga. Was it, is it Balen, Balenciaga? Balenciaga? Balenciaga, yeah. Okay, like I, if I can't buy it, I don't really need to know the name. I'm sorry. That's just kind of my personality. But yes, to his humongous bag that he did on Korea Vogue. That the bag is literally like a big suitcase. He has like an actual comforter in it. I don't know why he carries that around, but he does. So shout out to Bam Bam for being young and rich. Shout out to Jay, obviously. Shout out to So Shin A first, living in your truth. Shout out to A Pink because you need to have a comeback. So I just really want to put it out there that I need you to have a comeback. And I'm hoping that this motivates you. Anti shout out. Oh, can I say? Can I oh, say something real quick before you do your anti sure. shout out? I have sure. to say this. Shout out to IU for looking like Taeyong from NCT's twin. They look <laughs> exactly alike. 
like identical. And I didn't realize it until I watched Shiny on her palette show. And I was like, this woman looks like Taeyong from NCT. That's crazy. They could be related. <laughs> but continue. I just wanted to do an anti shout out to Park Jin Yen of God 7 for whatever fashion choices and hair choices they decided with his latest fashion shoot for W Korea or something like that. Do not try to make the mullet a thing, okay? Do not. But yes, that's it for me. I just realized we forgot a comeback. Oh, which one? Isn't BTS coming back? To be honest, who knows at this point? <laughs> I, I, I know they Isn't that the Japanese a comeback? Oh, no, you they, know what? They have the Japanese comeback, right? Right. Oh, you it's Japanese. Those, oh. I don't think. Oh, okay. I thought they actually. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I and just then, saw um, it posted something. I think Two by Two might be having to come back too, and Shiny. So those are the only two. Shiny, Shiny's I'm gonna really have a repackage. Shiny will have a repackage, and also they have their online concert this weekend. So well, yes. we will be watching that. So okay. No, I mean okay. That probably came off weird when I said we. I literally was just talking about myself, but <laughs> you know how people say this is how we do it, but you're yeah. never really talking about a specific group of people. I don't know, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's <laughs> I gotta go. It is late, so it's Monday. Yeah. Okay. Well. If oh wait, wait, wait! I had to say one more thing. Y'all, yeah, I have to say this. Shout outs to Aaron Yeager for somehow just keep. After the last episode, I'm not going to say any spoilers or anything, but after Sunday's episode, it's I completely forgot all the things he did the week before. <laughs> like my brain literally went to my brain literally went into that mode where it's just this dude just keeps leveling up. He just keep, he's like Sierra. He just keeps leveling up. Next thing he's gonna show up with Russell Wilson on his arms. I don't know. But we love to see it. <laughs> but that's I, it. That's I it. Am, I am a Jaegerist, so I mean me. I've been following the comics <laughs> and, and I've been every issue, like he gets problematic. And I'm just like, I'm with Aaron until the end. We'll just see how this turns out. I have no like unless unless something bad happens to my boyfriend Levi who is up in it's up in the air unless something happens like permanent i'm very net is up here incidentally spoiling but also boyfriend girl stop you about to have all the aot stands (laughs) up in our comments cursing (laughs) us out he he is the first man that i saw that was under six feet that i was like okay but there's potential okay he opened the door for god seven at this point okay because you I was for God Seven's height. <laughs> oh, they're short. They're short. They're, God they're Seven has. Don't they, they have one six footer, right? Isn't Yugyeom? I don't think Yugyeom is six feet. I think he's five eleven. like, I think you know what like, it is. But he wears those those like shoes that Jungkook wears that adds like five inches on your height, but it's not like high heels. What are they called? <laughs> shoe lifts shoe lifts they're like lifts yeah but no but the actual shoe itself it's not like it has an insole in it it's like the actual shoe itself like girls wear them too it's like wedges Wedges? for men wedges for men yeah it's like wedges (laughs) Jimin wears wedges from BTS all the time and they're like so it's so obviously wedges if that makes sense that it's embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with no as you said he opened the door. Levi Ackerman opened the door for men under six feet. He allowed. He walked so God Seven could fly. So could we'll fly. See. Wow! <laughs> wow! Just 
skip the running stage. <laughs> but yes, that's it. I swear to God, that's, that's it. it. We're, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> okay. That was another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. As always, you can catch us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can drop us a line at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Ask us what our favorite food is, what our favorite color is. Give us tips on the episodes. Give us episode topic ideas, anything you want. And let's see. You can also reach us on Twitter at Nyan Edisons. And we're also on Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens, as well as Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. And I think that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.